Oh. We're up. Oh. Already. We are. So soon after a nap. <laughs> uh, they don't care. Feels like I was just asleep. Welcome oh. to the Average Minute. And we're back. We're back. Uh, still no whip. <laughs> still no whip. But, uh, you know, we, we decided to go with a uh, live sponsor segment. So, um, you know, what you want to do is call SNS Pest Control. Uh, if you are like superintendent of a school district or something and, um, <laughs> and want, to, want to drop about <laughs> five figures a month, uh, yeah, he's, he's your guy. That checks out. He may even go across the 101. You never know. I'll go across the 101 for that. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, if you run a school district and uh, you got bugs and weeds, uh, call us and that's pest control. Yeah, or just need a bid. <laughs> yeah, well. Let's throw some numbers at it. Welcome to the podcast. Scott Stafford in the flesh. Thank you. Uh, Bob Moon Lion Mooney. Uh, I'm here. And, uh, and it's me. I think if you just keep saying it, it's going to be true. Well, I, I've noticed, I've noticed that like I'm even writing it down on the scorecard. That oh, you way. are. Yeah, like it's, it's full moonlight. Like it's, it's happening. Um, I did notice that you did that today on the scorecard because I went to, I was gonna put the, my scorecard the same as yours so we could just say the, order of the scores. And I'm like, Moon Lion, who's that? Oh, that's me. <laughs> Turns out. Yeah, because I've been on the Moon Dog Express. Bam. You know, and, and Lion, I mean, there's a whole bunch of koozies. It's, it's a whole process. You'd have to you'd have to find a guy that does koozies <laughs> yeah. to make new ones. You'd have to get a whole new logo and everything. Yeah, because you already got koozies. Yeah. So. Uh, if anybody out there knows anybody that knows how to do koozies, just let me know. Oh, uh, never mind. I already got somebody. <sighs> You have the guy. <laughs> um, so, so we played golf today. Uh, mostly, and how uh, did, for for the first you know two hours probably. And and how did that make you feel? Yeah, it, uh, thanks, Jeff. This is a lifestyle. <laughs> here. No, Breaking no. Early. We're just uh, you know. There were quite a few thanks, Jeffs today. There were. There were. There were some good shots. There were some bad shots. Uh, but there were good shots. It's funny because uh, I'll just I'll fuck it. It's the average minute. I'll go full average first. Um, I had a mediocre round, not as train wrecky as the last couple rounds that I've played. Um, but it's one of those where you look at the number on the scorecard and you're like, man, I'm not really happy with that. And I'm not. I'm not content with the number. But um, I had like I had like four sevens, mm-hmm. which add up, right? Yeah. If, if those were just regular, if those were bogeys instead of doubles and triples, um, you know, I'm 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 in the 80s. I shot a 92 today, and if I, you know, obviously, quick math. Hold on, let me get out my fingers. Uh, if you just eliminate eight strokes, that's, you know, four. Yeah. So, um, I, I had I had a handful of pars. I feel like I was putting well today. Which is unique. I don't normally, I don't normally make those six, seven. All your troubles came today from your second shot. Every bit of trouble you got, all those big numbers were second shots. Mm. Except for the par five, <laughs> where I had a great second shot yeah. and a terrible third shot. Yeah. The approach shot into the green is where I'm where I'm struggling. I, I smell. Yeah, what I, you're, I so. smell what you're stepping in. 
And what I do, you know, I used to do the same thing. And what I did is I just don't even think of like hitting at the flag anymore. I think, oh, I'm at the range. It's a hundred yard flag or what, a 125 yard flag. Just get it close to that thing because I'm trying to, you know, yeah. save par at that point. Uh, write that down. Uh, stop uh, stop firing at flags. Copious notes. Um, yeah, middle of the green. Yeah. That par four. That's my problem. I need to go in. So I got a lesson tomorrow. I'm going to go in and be like, dude. I got to stop throwing darts because <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. You know what I mean, it's man. Not, it's not working out. You know what I mean. I keep going yes. for the triple like 20. Today where you hit that ball down the ditch, then the second shot from the left side of the fairway. Yeah. Did you aim at the flag? No. You I, aim at the flag? I don't, I don't aim at flags. Well, I'm just saying because that flag was tucked back to left over that track. Yeah. So no, so, trouble so over there. If you, I don't know if you ever listen to the podcast, but um, I, I struggle have. I struggle with <laughs> You know, pulling the ball a lot is 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 my big miss. Off the tee, lately I've been losing it right a little bit. But with my irons, I'm really it's it's tempo and it's lower body. Yeah, it's, you're turning too much. It's it's ball position and then compensating the body to try to hit the ball in the position that I have it in incorrectly, mm-hmm. and I'm over rotating and I'm pulling the shit out of my irons is my miss. So, um. No, I, the the natural compensation is to set up right to go well i'm probably going to pull this right and we saw that, that worked out on a couple of holes where i didn't pull it and i just just sent it that one where i was down like by that ditch mm-hmm. you know by the by the the marker right there <clears throat> it just didn't i first of all i was trying to hook it around that tree that i was kind of behind and i'm like oh this is no problem this is how i've been hitting the ball all day right. i'll just hey, i'll just set up here and just yeah, and it just did not hook a bit, and it just I just sent it. I had the right club, and it just didn't didn't work out. Um, but man, I, I had a uh, I had a point I was going to make about that. Um, I generally I do not I don't fire at flags. That's not that's not my mo. I, I'm more the other the other thing that I'm that I'm working on is trusting my yardages like I'm I'm hitting the ball better than I have been historically right mm-hmm. and so whereas in the past you know you get a 789 iron and they're all going the same distance right because I'm not hitting the ball well I'm swiping across it I'm doing you know all these wrong things and everything's going 120 yards no matter what and so now that I'm actually making contact uh uh, don't worry. We have a uh, sleeper cell uh, behind us. They're, you know, raising Rottweilers and, you know, fighting pit bulls and whatever. It's fine. That's why we should go to the First World Problem Saloon. There's no such thing over there. Oh. Right. Last well, headquarters is also oh. wide open. Uh, also. Well, that was an free. important piece of information <laughs> yeah, <that> was, yeah. <laughs> when we scheduled the podcast. I have no dogs right or left of me, and nobody lives behind me either. Um, just wait until the chickens wake up. We have a full chicken coop back really? there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Legit. Just on the other side of this wall here. Yeah. Excellent. So. I didn't know those were legal. The average family farm. Well, they're not. It's not, you know, little Jerry Seinfeld. They're not training for the. <laughs> cockfights. You know, it, it's not an underground cockfighting ring. They're chickens, not roosters. That's. Anyway. You know what? Uh, so, David, uh, Seinfeld was a show back in. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. An average knows every episode. <laughs> Yeah, he does. It's a problem. <laughs> I mean, if there was a Seinfeld trivia, 
Yeah, I don't know if he'd be beaten. Uh, I, you know, even by Jerry I himself. I don't know. I feel like uh, you probably remember more than he does. I feel like Bob could give me a run for my money. Hmm. I think I need to come up with the SNS Pest Patrol segment, <laughs> Seinfeld trivia. Fuck it. Do it live. Bob against well, average. Good yeah, luck. that's that's yeah. riveting. Good, good luck <laughs> riveting getting a question when you get wrong. <laughs> right. Because yeah, if, if you can find it on the internet, yeah. uh, I, I know. But uh, you can't look it up. No, uh, but I, a, I already uh, know it. That's the problem. Yeah, we did a little road trivia game where uh, we were doing uh, Trivia Pursuit way back in the day. And uh, Mrs. Average was reading trivial suit uh, cards to Average and myself. Just and, like general trivia. And, and, yeah. and she got angry because uh, I answered the Beatles before she finished the, this English band. And, uh, just so decided, basically you've memorized the game. No, it was pretty obvious what the answer was. Uh, and so just for a fun road trip to Mexico, uh, this is in our uh, 200 mile an hours to uh, the border Oh, I'm I'm trying to oh, I'm yeah, trying to yeah, keep yeah. everybody's uh, blood pressure down. Six oh five. Yeah, he, he's reading the uh, Seinfeld trivia game that I I got, and uh, it got to the point that Average and I just said, "No, we'll just let the girls answer because <laughs> this is not even fair." This we, is, yeah, yeah. We, this is dumb. Yeah, this is dumb. It'd be like if they had a uh, you know pest control trivia. <laughs> yeah. I probably have forgotten more than most guys. Know. Well, you're working with chemicals all day. I mean, I'll tell you what you've done, Caligula. No, I what? didn't even remember today's round, bro. That checks out. So that's a um, that's an interesting point. So you you that was the first thing you said when you got here this evening. Uh, expand on that. Well, you know, when I shot my, I mean, I, I have some good rounds. I have some bad rounds, right? The best round I ever had was at the Raven. I don't think I remember one shot from that round, like right after it happened, even a couple of days later. But I can go and shoot like 85, 90, and remember the whole round. So you remember the bad shots? Uh, well, or, or the like events a, that happened. Is it like, like a it trauma thing where you're storing that trauma? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or is it a, a situation where you're, you're, you've achieved nirvana on the golf course? No, like you, you get unconscious sometimes and you just hit shit and it, you think it's going to go over there, but it actually goes where you want. Yeah, it. you were, um, you were, I, I don't want a greens and regulation. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I, not, not like on fire with, it wasn't like you were, everything was a tap in. But yeah, they you weren't were, five feet. You were achieving your goal of hitting most greens. Yeah. Like I think there was only twice that you came up short or hit a errant Trump, uh, hit it in the bunker yeah, yeah 18 for the most part you know it was it was a, a clinic on but the thing is i don't remember hard i mean if i go back and hard, think real hard about it i can remember what happened on that particular hole but hmm i wonder what that is because well all timers yeah, six, being sixty, <laughs> uh, being stoned, during your round, yeah. little Thorazine, and, and then you stone. sober up at the end. Yeah, yeah. hmm. Because I didn't smoke till after I got the birdie on one. See, I, what what I like to do is if I have a good round, I just talk about it for weeks. Yeah. To where <laughs> well, I, we heard, I, and yeah, I start, relive. Starts a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> a big check. Yeah, what yeah. you should do is start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> But it'll help you remember those good shots if you just okay. keep talking about them, you know. Um, so you, I noticed a change in your driver. What'd you see? 
Well, not like a, I can identify you're doing this differently with your swing or anything like that, but I noticed a change in the result off the tee. Like you're hitting the ball further than you have been of late. I don't want to say like, you know, all the way back, but you know, the last year, this, yeah. this past year. Today, what I was trying, I went to that wedding Thursday in Vegas mm-hmm. with my nephew. And his best man, like I think I told you, I think it was like hole two or three. I stopped telling you about how he's a golf instructor in Michigan. Anyway, we were standing outside, and I was telling him what the result was happening, and I showed him a shadow swing mm-hmm. of what I was doing. He's like, oh, dude, try this. Not change this, but try this. And he was just like, you know, same thing my doctor told me when I was telling him hey, the result. And I was, I just hang right here. Instead of like coming back, just hang right at the top of my backswing for a second. Not a second, but just in your mind a second. Mm-hmm. And then like a conscious, pull, conscious pull your hip pause. through and get your hands over. And that's what I was doing today. I was, I was trying what he was telling me, you know, same So swing, he was telling you to, to try the conscious pause? The, just a little pause, yeah. Uh-huh. Just a conscious yeah. little pause. Not a lot. You know, almost. It's, it's, a, it's a period to your backswing. Is what it is. Oh. Because, and this is something that I have tried to implement in my own, and and I, I feel like I, I told you this today because you made a comment about how, how I still need to go under the noodle, and I was t- talking about the feedback from my instructor, um, how he doesn't give a shit how I get to the top of my backswing because my downswing is under the noodle. Like, it's... right. You're hitting your plane. I I plane out in my downswing, and he's like, I don't care how you get. You don't hit the ball in your backswing. You hit the ball in your, so get to the top of your backswing, not however, by whatever means necessary, but it's, I'm getting there enough to where I can achieve the proper plane in my downswing. But, but what I struggle with is overextending. Like I bring the club back way too far because in my head, I'm like, oh, that's a full backswing. But in reality, and that's one of the advantages to taking lessons where we do is that you get that video, you get that instant feedback of this is you on video from three different angles and look at how over-rotated you are in your backswing. Like, that's not good. And so I had to learn in my head that when I feel like I'm at a three-quarter swing, that's a full backswing. That's, I've gone to three-quarters. So I have I'm to, not even trying to get up here. But naturally my body is like, keep going, bro. Like, this is your, like, you got to get to the top. But in my head, I have to go, nope, stop right here. And you have to literally tell yourself, stop the club. And it's not like you hang there for a second, but it, in your brain, you're like, stop. Well, and if you're then, taking your hands to the top of your backswing and setting them to come back, you're, you're pausing. Right. You're not But But what I'm it. saying you're is my body is, so, my body is so used to going all the way back here yeah. that I have to tell myself, stop, stop, stop right here. Like, this is the, this is the end of your backswing. Just stop right here. And then and then start your downswing, and there is there not like a visible like oh he stops at the top, but you just you have to tell yourself stop, and it feels like you are. Yeah, my miss is uh, a fade right, you know, pushed right mm-hmm. with the fade. Now that because I've been trying to hit, I was like outside in and just playing the the fade slice, whatever you want to call it. But when I, I started fixing it a couple, two months ago, and 
that's basically what I'm trying to do is just hit her draw, but it's a straight ball. Yeah. And it and it's working, so I'm just gonna keep swinging. Yeah. No, you were. And now my miss is freaking yanked left, because you know you over rotate, you get mm -hmm. your over overturn your hands. I mean, Matt did it a couple times today. Didn't time that wrist snap. Exactly, the wrist snap, yeah. That's where that came from, to be honest with you. It put it in my head that that's what I needed to do. Yeah, we all need a wrist snap. Hip <laughs> sway and wrist snap. Yeah. Um, Bob, what are your major takeaways from... Well, I was playing in the front nine pretty well. I definitely would have gotten the uh, meltdown if we were an MGA tour today. Uh, the thing that I'll say that ruined my round is I left myself on the last several holes and just about every hole that I doubled or worse, I had a 200 yard shot in mm -hmm. and I just lost my ability to hit a 200 yard shot. Uh, hybrid went almost went in the damn water. I probably should have taken a drop instead of doing my little floppy thing out of the, in, into the sand trap, making things worse. By the time I got to 18, when I was uh, 205 yards out, I hit a three wood 250 cause that's worked out. Uh, the one thing I'm curious about is I did something to my club selection today, uh, and I'm talking about what's in the bag, and I'm curious if either one of you even noticed. No. Neither one of you even noticed. I don't even remember my round, bro. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, it's a pretty big change, because... Uh, uh, so did you go back to your... your you got rid of your PSGs? Your Callaway irons? Uh, so way back when, uh, before, was, that was uh, pre-Bandon when you went PXG? Yeah. So, uh, Ken yeah. was the uh, leader of the, yeah, he started that the group, basically, PXG. Hey, uh, I blame that shit on Mrs. And, Average. And this is going to be a sponsor that we're going to never get after this conversation. Uh, Average went PXG. Uh, we all envied the PXG. Uh, eventually, during COVID, uh, it was time to get new irons. So, uh, Mr. Meehan went ahead and uh, he went PXG. And I was going to order myself my uh, replacement Callaways. And the Callaways were going to be a six to eight month pro type process to get. Yeah. And I saw Mr. Meehan getting his uh, PXGs in less than a week, so I went ahead and got myself PXGs. So I was. Uh, wait, but you went PXG blacks. I went blacks, yeah. Well, okay. Well, you can get black <laughs> Callaways now, just saying. Can hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. so. Well, I didn't even uh, know this. I know a few other people I've golfed with have also gone the PXG route. And basically, at this point, I believe uh, Average is the only one that's still rocking his PXGs. Uh, I don't know, uh, Mr. Meehan already switched to whatever the hell club. Mizuno's. He yeah, he, he went Blades, yeah. didn't he? I think so. He, I think he, was, a Mizuno, he was a Mizuno player before. Uh, I was a Callaway player before, and I just... Uh, after such inconsistency over the years of playing the PXGs, I never really felt that I got the uh, distance, not not good or bad. I'm just a consistent distance. Like, you know, I don't care if I'm going to hit an 8-iron 140, 150, or 160. I just like to hit it wh whichever one of those three every time. Did and you ever have the lies checked on your PXG? Uh, it's all lies, Scott. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I, I remember I remember the, the whole sales pitch, and, club, it, and it turns out yeah, it was yeah, pretty much all it's lies. But <laughs> uh, yeah. when he goes, "Oh, you smashed that drive like 280. Yeah, yeah that turns yeah, out yeah, that yeah, was a I, fucking I, lie. I never did yeah. that before. Um, Two forty. I, I did the full bag thing, and uh, I think my driver was the first thing that I got rid of, and then slowly got rid of the three wood and the hybrid. 
Uh, and then uh, today was the first day that I'm like, well, Worlds is coming up, so I need to have some sort of consistent iron play. Well, so did all, you hit him better today? You know what's you weird? Him? You know what's I, weird? And I'm gonna I make... actually did. Yeah, I actually felt better. Uh, I I won't say like the eight iron on the P. Uh, the PXGs I typically just assumed was like a 150 type of club, and again, it was either 140, 150, or 160, who knows. And then I was playing it like at a 145 today, and it was pretty consistent right around 145. This is this is shocking news for me because the last, I don't know, recently, the last month or so, you've probably had the most consistent ball striking I've ever seen out of you. Mm-hmm. So, like... Take the BXGs as the backup to Worlds. Well, what, no, what I'm <laughs> so saying day is, one when the freaking, uh, if you're in your head about, Callaway's oh, shit, out. my ball striking is, you know, I like it's coming at a weird time because it, I don't think you're in a slump. I think you've been having the most consistent ball striking that well, I've ever seen you. Well, I just thought I'd, I, I'd try it as a change of pace thing for the most part today, and then it worked out well on the front nine. Um, and then, like, say the, the only... I lost a good probably 10, 12 strokes just being having a shot from 200 yards out and turning it into a quad. Well, and then, what I seen when I looked over watching you swing, you got steep on the back nine. You know, you were coming down kind of steep. But I know not to say anything to you during a round. Only only uh, Matt is allowed to. Yeah, yeah. I should have texted it to Matt. And <laughs> yeah. Matt could have told him. It's well, he was it. he was fighting his own demons. Uh, you know, I don't want to burn him down. But no, Matt played know. pretty good today. He did, but he was playing you, and assumed that naturally he should beat you, and uh, you know that didn't happen. So yeah, not today. He was having a hard time. It happens. Like I, dude, I don't give a shit. Like I, I'll. I'll play D-Rod heads up, you know, and he's a much better golfer than I am, and I get frustrated that I'm not beating him, you know, and it's like, and I'm not, and I'm not saying, oh, you're a much better golf, you're a lower handicap, you're more consistent. He he can play some good golf, but he's not as consistent. Every time I play D-Rod, he always plays. Golf. No, I was talking about Matt. Oh, your guys' match today. Oh, okay. Like, you're not, like, I shouldn't say it's gonna sound bad. To either of you guys, no matter how I say it, what I'm trying to say is you're better than he is, but you're not like drastically better right. than he is. You're more consistent than he is, right? Like there's, it's the difference between whip and me. You know, whip is way way better. Right. Like handicap, way lower handicap, way better. I've kicked his ass a few times, heads up, but that's because he had a shitty round and I had a good round. Like, I am way less consistent. It's all about, okay, well, my fluctuations, you know, a bad round for me is, is not me, but what I'm saying is, for him, a bad round is high 80s. A good round is high 70s, you know, and and that's his fluctuation. A good round for me is low 80s, and a bad round for me is, you know, low 100s. And it's like, I have that much fluctuation in my, because I'm so inconsistent. Difference for me today was on par fives. You know, I parred every one of them. And usually, when I play in a tournament, that's where I fuck up is a par five. So, what's your struggle there? Well, I either don't get off the tee properly, which that's what happened at Verado. Uh, I still played good enough to place, but 
uh, you know, I could have won it had I done well in the par fives at Verado. So what do you, but what's your struggle with, Usually with the par a, fives? After the, I lay up and then the layup doesn't work out, you know. Laying Either hit to, it short and Laying trouble. up to a bad yardage? Yeah, you generally. I like to get to a nine iron, you know, mm-hmm. nine pitching wedge. I don't like to be 50 yards away. I'd rather be 110. Yeah. Because, I mean, that is my pitching yeah. wedge on the nuts. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I'm real comfortable with that. I, You know, if we're at the driving range, I can put eight to ten of those around the flag, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. No, that that for sure. I mean, course management. I mean, we talk about it ad nauseum um, on the podcast. I mean, just trying to be smart and not. You don't have to go for every green. I mean, even on par fours, I'm like shit. We all played that one par four today. Uh, that was down the hill, and you know the little one, the flag that was tucked around the back mm-hmm. right before the par five. The one that I we all laid up on. You put it in the trap. That's what yeah. tra- and you put it. Oh, out. oh, the one where I hit into the tree and then yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were all in a good position. Yeah, we all had great. But I was t-shirts. really happy with mine because I wanted to be on the right side of the fairway, short of that trap. That was my goal, teeing off. And, right. You know, perfect seven iron into the back of the green. Hmm. Unfortunately, putt didn't go in. <laughs> I actually oh, bogeyed oh, that oh, fucking oh, hole. Oh, That's oh. when I three putted. <laughs> After the best second shot I have felt, I hit all day. Mm, you had you had some some pretty good approach shots today. There were some tough pins. That you know what? Those gr- there's a lot of slope on those greens. Like there's a lot of you know different levels. Uh, yeah, and, like I mean big height differences. Yeah, yeah, that used to be. So we played Hillcrest today, which back in the day. So uh, how how long you been in Arizona? That used to be the uh, LPGA spot. Yeah, it was like a. Mm-hmm. a when it was back, that was back in the early '90s. The LPGA used to play there, like and earlier. It's funny um, when you play there; you can tell, like based on the layout and everything, like you can tell it. It used to be. It's like you're playing in the ruins of a once great civilization of golf, right? Like, like you look around and it's like, okay, well, this isn't a premier course at all, but you can tell that it. Hillcrest used to be a hub. It used to be yeah. like it used to be a thing. It was. Before Sun City Grand went in there and put all those courses in over there, the, yeah, Hillcrest used to be yeah. like a really, really nice course to play. So it's still it's still got the bones, right? Like it was in good shape like, today, man. No, no, no. I'm not yeah. saying the condi- like for Hillcrest, the conditions were great. What I but what I'm saying is the course in general, like it's not a popular like oh let's go play Hillcrest. It's a it's kind of one of those. Well, you know, we can get on a Hillcrest, and it was. It's, and it's fifty-seven. It's, it's affordable. It's you know, any any course that's sub sixty in two thousand twenty-three after overseed is. <laughs> it's on my list. That's not a thing, yeah. right? Like, it's a challenging course too. It is. Yeah. It it definitely is. I, you know, and and it's it looks benign when you're walking because you're like, oh yeah, no problem. It's only what we played sixty two hundred yards or whatever. Yeah, and um, but no, there's there's elevation up. It seemed like every tee box we were walking uphill to every tee box. Yeah, sixteen is a challenging hole. And where they had the pin today, that made that hole hard. Yeah, I mean, because you're always going to be hitting a minimum one hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to get any closer than that. Mm-hmm. What'd you have in there? One 
Oh, it was 190. 190, yeah. I was 185. To, to an uphill green, so I just assumed 200 and then uh, proceeded to, yeah, that, that almost went in the water. That was, good. that was a good time. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all started, right? <laughs> I hit... I had uh, I I played it because I had about I had about the same yardage I had about no I was a little closer I think I had one seventy one seventy eight to the front according to my watch and like one ninety six to the back or something like that and so I just you know I hit a hybrid like I if I hit that if I hit that club well I'll carry it you like know, I told you if you one, hit that five feet right and where it went in you're back yeah. by the flag. And it and it did. It pitched like on the back of the green. It pitched and, off left. Yeah. yeah. But I was still happy with the result because any other, if I would have hit lay up with an iron, I I would have had some crazy like uphill pitch shot with a weird awkward yardage, you know, and that big bunker in front. It, it just, did you play Concord last year or no? You guys played a Royal right at Worlds. We Revere. You played Revere. Yeah. I was a Royal. Oh, you were. I think Hillcrest, the setup of quite a few of those holes is very similar to what that Concord court, the North Course is. Hmm. Just take away all the outside yeah. of the fairways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the dip, with all the elevation, the elevation yeah. changes, it plays a lot like Hillcrest does. Yeah, no, that it it kind of does. The greens are much faster, but well, yeah, I mean, Hillcrest greens weren't that bad. But they could. They are. I played out there where they're super fast. Yeah, I just hope one day yeah. maybe they'll put some sand in the bunkers. I would say the the greens at Hillcrest today were actually pretty quick, based on the fact that uh, it's after overseed. They looked furry, and yet they still rolled probably in the nine to ten range. Where yeah. I mean, well, where did we play last week? That was uh, two or Palm three. Brook. Yeah, yeah. That was You're yeah. I played Palmbrook on Monday. Those were slow. Yeah. Well, see, uh, the, and and the thing with those greens are is that, you know, there's not much break when when it's rolling that slow. No, like you just. And if it, and if they're fast, there's a break at Palmbrook you don't see. Right, but not when it, you're just right at the cup, just you know, banging off the back of the cup. Yeah, if you don't play Palmbrook a lot and you play those on their fast greens. Yeah, there's you'll miss putts. They're sliding by from three feet. And then, uh, my my favorite takeaway to finish up my whole round was. Uh, I think at this point that I'm confident chipping because I actually didn't. I screwed up one, which was uh, just I just flat out brain farted, dick for finger type situation. And I don't think anybody chunked a chip today. That was, oh. that was the only one I did. Well, because I chunked one. Is it? And the rest you can't of call your putt out of a fucking bunker that just cleared. No, the no, no, no. I, I didn't. I wasn't lighting it up. You know, chipping today. I wasn't. I didn't chunk, but I just, I wasn't like, I struggled. I struggled chipping today. Bob's chipping was pretty spot on. Uh, I put myself in a position. Yeah, a couple of you shot past the hole. I I had makeable-ish putts every time from just about every chip. And based on my previous chipping woes, uh, that's a huge step up just to be able to say that. Because it's usually like, okay, well, I have another chip. And then we're going to see what happens next. I'll be on the other side of the yeah. green and have to chip it back. Yeah. No, you're chipping way better. Yeah. For sure. All right, well, so what did we learn from today's round? We learned, uh, you know, Scott took a uh, a lesson uh, with a, what would you call it? Uh, 
He's a, he says he's a uh, no, tutor you're, pro you're, or teaching you pro. You didn't even have a club in your hand. It was just a... Oh, it was just a ghost? Uh, yeah. I showed him a ghost swing. Yeah. And... Ghost lesson. And all like, of a sudden, oh. you're, you know, 25 yeah. yards longer off the tee. Yeah. I think it's the wrist snap and hip sway. You know, getting those working together. <laughs> you got to time If, if you time right. it right. You, you time those right. <laughs> if you time that wrist snap, you will get an extra 25 yards for sure. Yeah. You know, basically what I do is stop fading the ball. You know, the power fade or whatever you want to call it. Started hitting it straighter. Yeah, yeah. You definitely you didn't have you did not have nearly as much movement, uh, right to left, uh, or left to right. That's where I picked up the extra yardage. Um, Bob, your two hundred yard woes. So, what what happened to your five iron? Uh, my five iron's a one eighty five ish. Hmm. And then uh, I got shamed into taking out my four iron, which was my uh, one ninety five to two hundred yard club. Uh, that was a thanks Jeff situation. You still packing that paradigm hybrid? Uh, yeah, and well, then that well, was the one that was letting me down. Uh, oh, that's your two hundred club. Uh huh. And so that's what I was uh, on. I'm trying to think the which par five was that that I screwed up first. Uh, oh no, I, I screwed the pooch too much on ten is what the problem was. So that doesn't necessarily doesn't count. But on uh, what sixteen when I needed a that 195 and I hit it 180 with a little bit of a cut to it and almost ended up in the water and then the very next hole is the uh, 200 yard par 3 that I just dicks her fingers, topped it into the rocks yeah, feeling pretty good about myself <laughs> that's a that's a that's a confidence thing. Yeah, and then yeah, it is. Then on 18, that's that was the one that just kind of both those to the uh, right in a. Uh, situation where like golf is the game that you're ready to quit uh when i duff the one in the rocks on 17 i'm like well if we we had more than one hole to play i probably would just not even turn to go towards my ball i'd probably just go straight to the truck because i'm that was the moment i was having uh went ahead and finished 17 and then i hit a good drive on 18 to the point that uh, Stafford is walking in front of me because he thought I was past him. And it's like, uh, well, dude, yeah. I felt your ball went oh, down I, the hill I, into the fucking yeah. tree. I got, I got 9,500 yard backspin. Or nine, <laughs> yeah, 9,500 9, RPM backspin. backspin yeah. uh, and so I'm sitting, like, it was 200, 205 out. And I'm like, look, I've already hit my hybrid short four or five times. I'm just going to go ahead and hit my three wood. I'll make sure I get there. And oh, you got there. I think I hit it off the clubhouse. You're almost in back. the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're hitting a, you're hitting your driver off of a tee about two fifteen, two twenty. You, know, you hit then you, the, then you hit your three wood off the deck two forty five, two fifty. You hit you hit the cart path <laughs> behind yeah. the yeah. Green. That's why you end up past the practice facility. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the wedding area. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, playing through. Could you move this ring bearer out of the way? I, I gotta have a clear look here. <laughs> well, you know, what's with this chick with the flowers? <laughs> Get her out of my way. Yeah, uh, I think could, you get free relief. Could you move there. your cello? Uh, I gotta, yeah. I gotta play this shot. Good thing there wasn't a wedding party. <laughs> right. Yeah, there have been a lot of profanity in that wedding video. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a prostate break. I'm calling an audible prostate break, and then then uh, you know we'll finish up. Yeah. Nobody's gonna know. We'll be right back. Uh, they're gonna know. No, they're never gonna know. <laughs> and we're back. 
we're back. Did we uh, finish up our whole uh, Hillcrest round? Anybody got anything to add? Well, no, I, well, I think we can touch on what you just said before we started it back <laughs> oh, up. Uh, you got oh. any bones to pick? Uh, yeah, you got any bones to pick? <laughs> oh, well, you asked about etiquette. Uh, no, yeah, Mr. Scott Stafford, uh, etiquette uh, supervisor. Uh, what do uh, you got? Well, I don't think it's a supervisor, but <laughs> it doesn't bother me that somebody's that you twenty walk, yards that you walk in front of us all so the time. What's, yeah. what's, it's off to, I'm off to the side, bro. <laughs> what's the bone of contention here? Yeah, Bob. Well. Uh, I can probably speak for everybody that's in the Arizona desert and Southwest Valley when we play with uh, Mr. Stafford. Is uh, he's full fledged? Oh, I hit it fifty yards past you, so watch me walk to my ball. And you're like, well, that's cool, but I'm still back here, and you're now in front of me. And uh, as amateurs, uh, we saw it today. I can heal one to anywhere, and into your head, just it's it's a little nerve wracking. Okay. And then uh, you thinking that your umbrella is going to save you when I'm thinking that I've, I threw a golf ball at a kid's head in high school and almost killed him. And you want me to hit my four iron off the deck. And you know, I have a lot of faith in you though. I appreciate your faith. (laughs) I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I've dodged a few golf balls in my (laughs) day by, by standing up, but I don't, I mean, I'm not writing for any, I'm off to the side. There there was only the one time today where uh, on, it was 18 where, uh, you really actually thought that I, I hit didn't it. Even uh, see your balls. You, you thought I hit it 100 yards past you, and I'm just standing there going, "He's going to walk right straight in front of me because his ball's right there." I walked right by your ball. <laughs> yeah. I never even looked for the fucking thing because I knew, I, I thought 100 percent it was down by those trees. But uh, uh, today was no issue at all. Uh, like I say, only 18 was the only time you did it to me, uh, and I just know historically that is kind of your jam of you know. I'm going well, to my ball, and you know, I watch TV. You, you, guys, you, know, you guys don't and we emulate what we see on TV. So, <laughs> well, I I learned. I've golfed with you enough, farther. and uh, I even like Prusik as a listener. I got no problem being in Scott's group, and when Scott sits in front of me, like I was just making sure on 18 when he was a good what 30 or 40 yards in front of me, and he was going to stand dead center in front of me, and I'm going to take a three wood off the deck and probably hit it 240 yards into a wedding. A wedding reception. Uh, he wants to stand in front of that. That's on him. That's but that was an me. accident today on 18 because <laughs> I, know, but I'm just, I waited for average to hit, and then I yeah, started walking. Yeah. Well, that's the and, good thing about Sun City is so the, there's ambulances everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. They're yeah. just... Yeah, I the think right. they rotate the neighborhood. Uh, the only safer place would be uh, uh, GCU where there's always sirens going on all the time. Right. Well, they're busy. <laughs> yeah, they're busy. Yeah, they're, That's my old neighborhood. You're, you're riding with a gangbanger, but, you know... Oh, oh! Who shot you, man? Who shot you? Was that a nine millimeter? No, uh, it was a four iron. It was a Strixon. So <laughs> Strixon, yeah. throwing my ball under the bus. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no. I'll say I have a question for you. Okay. I have a match coming up in my AZ Desert. Uh, okay, yeah, I think the uh, AZ Desert match play thing is dumb because oh, yeah, they have you the play it play. within the uh, confines of a tournament. And if you could actually set it up to where you actually just play outside of the tournaments, it would be awesome. But then they set it up to where you got stuck where Kurt uh, ended up having to play like four guys at one time and half of them weren't even in his group. Okay, I'm sorry. There's my. I'm, I'm off my soapbox. You went off the, off the side <laughs> rail then. That okay. wasn't even my question. Uh, <laughs> so we know Bob doesn't like match play. It is a desert. Let's make that clear. Right. That checks out. Yeah. I love match play. I just think the way they do it is not. And Southwest Valley has the same thing, so it doesn't matter. It's all the same. I just yeah. don't think you should do it inside a tournament. Like you know, you and, you and uh, Matt today played a match play round within our little 
thing to where you guys did gimmies. That's how you're supposed to do it, to where you're getting in the head of the other guy, you're, you know, having a good time, to where you had, like, a three-footer today that was, like, dead straight, and Matt had, like, a six-footer that would have beat you. I'd have given you that four-footer all day in a match play thing just so you could go, why the hell did he give me that for the next five holes? And then I would expect, of course, you giving it to me when the roles are reversed. In a tournament, there is no aspect of that. It's You're not giving any gimmies because you're playing a tournament, so they're competing stroke play-wise, so you're playing every shot. That's the only thing I don't like about it. Well, I think I, that I think gimme is a small part of match play. For me. For me, it's, a, you know, uh, more... You stuck one in there to 15 feet, and, you know, I stuck one on the green, too, to, to match you, or whatever. But my question for match play is, I have a match coming up on Sunday the 5th, and I have, I'm have i going to walk Falcon Dunes, because, you know, that's a walkable course, and I like to walk when I can. And hopefully they put you in the front of the field. When I actually there. texted Lindsay and told him <laughs> I want to go off on one because me and Dan are going to be walking. I'm not playing Dan. I'm playing somebody else. But my question is... So the guy you're playing in match play, you're not even playing with? I am. He's playing my foursome, but that was my question. Okay. That's where I'm going. I have the option to play my match or not play my match. If I if he's, if he's he doesn't walk, I have the option to, you know, I, I'll play you another time because I don't have to get him done. You know, we have till the end of the season to do it. So, so I could postpone the match to another time when we can so play. So why would you postpone if he ain't walking? Well, I mean, because, I don't know. That's why I guess I'm asking myself, will I be tired at Falcon Dunes? Because it's a little harder to walk than, say, Hillcrest or... There's a lot Palm of elevation. Road. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of elevation. There's I'd some probably distance. put it about the same, actually. You would? I, I've walked Falcon Dunes a, lot, a bunch of times. Uh, so I wouldn't take fatigue into play at all. No. The key thing, like we were discussing when we were talking about walking season, uh, how much we like it, it's the you hit a bad shot. Let's say you hit your driver off the de- or you know off the tee box, and you usually hit it, you know, let's say two twenty, two thirty, and you top it one hundred twenty five. That one hundred twenty five walk there clears your head, and you're resetting yourself. Where that 125-yard drive there, you haven't reset shit. You're still... Yeah, you haven't got your you're, car up to you're, full speed. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're still ready to snap that club. Yeah. So I actually truly prefer and think I play better walking for the most part uh, until you get tired or drunk. Or, but that's yeah, the same. That's so same I don't thing. have that's the right to anyway. say, hey, if you walk, I'll play our match today. Well, you, you or can tell him that. if you're going to ride and I walk, we'll just do the met when yeah. we're both playing even. I hmm. yeah I, I don't. That's think my a, question. I don't so, think, really think it's an unfair advantage either way, honestly. So okay, how do you? So let me ask you this: How do you like your chances at that course? Walking or riding? How do you? So I play good at Falcon if my driver's working, because at Falcon you can be in a lot of trouble real quick. Yeah, I play good at uh, most courses when I don't hit it. Out no, of I mean, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like I can go to Palmbrook and hit shitty drives and still save. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but you I'm, go to Falcon and you go to hit a shitty drive. You're not saving par because you're dropping. Right. Yeah. You know, so who uh, we don't need to name names, but who's your competitor? Martin. I'm not scared. No, no, no. I, what what I'm saying is, I don't think he has no uh, clause that I can't say his name. I guess. No, no, no. I I was just trying to. It wasn't about who he is. I didn't oh. mean like identity wise. Who is he? He's a five handicap. So 
so that's that's what you need to figure out is because it sounds like your concern is is me walking going to take more out of me than him right you know is it going to give him an advantage to ride right right that's why i'm weighing before i make my decision but i you know Horses for courses apply to amateur level as well. If you like the course, suits your eye, like this whole sets up. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter if you're walking or riding. Mm-hmm. You're confident. You're going to hit good shots. You're going to do all these things. Like if you postpone it, what course are you going to, you know what I mean? Well, I have, first I have Falcon. Then I think we play Verado, Founders, and then Australia Mountain Ranch. So we're, what's your... Uh, and all three of those are good courses for me. I like all, I mean, I like all three. And I, I don't think I'd want to play a match play round against somebody that's a five handicap at, a, at uh, Founders, and I live there. Uh, and that's just because that's a, for me, higher handicap person makes a mistake there, it turns into problems. Uh, where yourself, I mean, you if you keep it in play there all the time, it's, that's a, it's a fun track. I think I'm just going to roll the dice. I, I don't. I don't see. To me, Falcon Dunes is one of the most playable, funnest courses we have in the West Valley, and I don't see walking or riding making a difference. And what's really great is when three uh, mediocre golfers take their golf instructor out there. <laughs> yeah, and, that's that's a good time. They yeah. all three birdie number ten, and the golf yeah. the the pro doesn't. Yeah, and, uh, yeah we. That's, that's Everybody, cool. I believe, three of those uh, mediocre golfers were having a great time. <laughs> and then on 11, for some reason, it just kind of stopped losing its luster. And, uh, yeah, 11 was, can eat was, your lunch there, at Australia was, Mountain Ranch. No, we, we all play that one pretty well also. Uh, it was just, uh, there was one part of the group that just was not happy that <laughs> the uh, their, their his Padawans were whooping his ass. <laughs> Another bogey for Milos. <laughs> Milos. Yeah, the bracket I'm in this, this time this year is uh, I think there's an eight, a five, and a four handicap in it. Hmm. Versus like Eric Dahl's group is yeah, a bunch uh, of twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know how to advise you other than if you like the course and if you're you know, thinking. Well, no, it would be more like, what would you do versus. See, I wouldn't take walking or riding into consideration. No? Oh, no. I, see, I don't see how it has a, any bearing. I'll just five hour energy it like I did today. And I, on, I honestly think walking's an advantage. I think it certainly can be, especially if you're not. Um, you know, you're away from the guy you're playing against. Now, if you're talking you walking know, founders, then that's not an advantage. That's not a thing. <laughs> no. I wouldn't walk founders. I, yeah, I wouldn't walk founders. Yeah. Too much gap between holes yeah. there. There's there's quite a few that yeah. have quite a drive, cart drive. That's, hmm. that's why I ended up not playing the uh, victory uh, cart path only round because... I couldn't walk You that, can't dude. just walk it. You can't because they told me I was going to walk it. I took my... You've shot in the... Why don't you get the garbage can to bounce right three. in? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, when I went to play uh, victory for AZ Desert to close out the season. Um, I was going to walk because it's cart path only. Yeah. No big deal. There's a couple holes that, you know, I can hop on the cart and pull my cart. Um, they said I could not walk and take my push cart on the fairway. What? 
Yeah, that's what their excuse was. At Verado? Why I could not walk. Because my push cart could not be in the fairway. That's dumb. That's, that's dumb. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was playing with some 300-pound guys. They're way heavier than me and my golf cart combined. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all in one place. <laughs> their footprints are a problem. Yeah, I mean, there's three 150 per step. <laughs> minimum. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll take the guy on. I mean, why not? So, all right, that's that's settled. Um, you're gonna you're gonna play Born Harry. I'm I'm playing Born Harry. Yeah. Um, what is your what is your game plan going into Vegas? DQ. But if you DQ, you you don't punch your ticket for Worlds. I'll earn that next season in the MGA. You think so? Yeah. All right. Yeah. How are you going to do that with, you know, like 27 penalty strokes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully I John mean, books a freaking really yeah. difficult course yeah. and everybody scores above 90 and I shoot an 80. You and your plus five handicap? <laughs> no plus five, bro. I mean, did you see me on that par three today? <laughs> Where I tried to do the punch driver? That didn't yeah, work out. That, that didn't work out. That's the first time in like two months I missed that shot. Uh, I thought it was great that you were aiming right at the uh, red tee box marker. That worked out perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you hit it dead center. Well, it was supposed to go out there and Yeah, you're supposed to ricochet yeah. up and over with some top spin. Yeah, you're not supposed to top those things as a ball marker <laughs> and have it bounce back 30 yards. I, I haven't seen somebody hit a tee box marker in a while. <laughs> well, that checks with, out. With a driver yeah, on with a part driver three. Yeah. <laughs> You know, honestly, that shot's been working for me. It has. I've, I've, I've witnessed seen, I've it. I've seen you do it a lot of times. I played match play at Victory, Verado Victory, uh, the last day. One, one of the guys from AZ Desert. I played my first match. And he was a four handicap. He was struggling that day. First part three, dude. Uh, no, second part three. Cause the, first, the, the first, first part one's three is 125 <laughs> yards. It's too hard to hit a driver that far. But the second one, I hit driver. Still only 160. It was, one, it, was, it was probably more like 170 because the pin was in the back yeah. over that little hill off to the right. So I said, I'll just feed it to the front of the green. I get probably like 20 feet on in the middle of the green. I was like, all right, this is working. And I used it on all, th- all now, three of them. Now, what, what is the mindset behind the driver on the par three? Like, it's, it's, it's obvious that you're proficient with your irons, like approach shots from the fairway or even the rough close proximity to the flag why on a par three do you feel the need so number one i'd like to keep the game fun for myself okay so and it's fun to hit driver uh on par threes and succeed for me so it's fun to hit irons and succeed it is but you know (laughs) uh, sometimes i struggle with my irons on long like i told you today my longer irons yeah i still struggle with them i'm not comfortable Swinging them, so I try to stay away from them. So you got a long-ish par three. It's easier to just punch yeah, 165 punch is to the you know that's uh, for me. It's a simple you know quarter swing of a driver or, or whatever it is, whatever I feel that's going to make it work, and then I just follow hmm. through, and it you know pretty much every time curves right every time I hit it. So it's it's fun. It's a fun shot, and I like to keep the game fun for myself. So that's why I do it. 
Yeah, there's no judgment. And I've been I'm successful just, at I'm just it. So trying to pick the brain of somebody that's better than I am. Yeah. You know, and say, listen, for somebody that is way more proficient at iron play than I am, you know, what what possesses you to pull driver on a par three? Just fun. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Checks out. That guy. It was fun for me. I got a kick out of his reaction when I, the first time I did it. He's like, "Do you know this is a par three? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah, and you get in his head. <laughs> yeah, because he actually hit. I don't know. I think he hit eight iron on that one, and came up short right, chipped it over the back of the green, hmm. and I two putted and got par and won my mat, won my won a hole from him with driver up on par three. Hmm. It is risky. It's not without risk. It's fun, you know. I, I actually played nine holes one time at Desert Springs. Uh, no, it was Granite Falls South. I was playing shitty. I think I shot like 54 on the front. You just went full sandwich? I oh, went. Wait, no, Copper, I said. That was Copper Canyon. I don't know. Bruce, it was Palm Valley. I told Bruce, I was like, fuck, I'm just going to play driver only. The back nine, I shot a 44, driver only. Putted, chipped, sand traps, every shot was driver only, and I actually shot a 44. Hmm. Wow. It was fun. Impressive. The one club challenge. If you were going to do a one club challenge, would you go driver? I probably would. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what I would do. If you could only have one club... It would not be a pitching wedge, because it'd be four shots on every par four for me. I'd probably, I'd probably go seven iron. Yeah, because you hit yours about one sixty, huh? One yeah. six. Total, total, like one fifty carry. Yeah. So most par threes you can get there in two and a half. I mean par four, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would do driver because I can actually putt with it too. So interesting. It's not as easy as my putter, obviously. We should do that. We should do a one club challenge. One club challenge. Yeah. Why not? Gosh, what club do I not want? Man, wouldn't that suck when you hit a bad shot and snap it? <laughs> yeah, we you're can't. disqualified at that point. Yeah. All I'm right, about, we can't. Two club. We can't invite Matt. Uh, yeah, Matt, Matt. Matt's Matt, out. Matt didn't throw a club today. <laughs> Now, Bob, on the other hand, uh, he was close a couple of times. I had three or four reactions. I, I, I seen you, uh, like, hips getting yeah. up to your hip, almost. Yes. Yeah. i seen that out of the corner of my eye on 16. Um, all right, Scott, when was your last colonoscopy? You know what? Never mind. Uh, we're not. <laughs> well, you know what? Let me, I, if you want to touch on this. And we're not touching. No, 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 no. I was, you, you do too want to talk about it because I said something today. <laughs> so I know you want to talk about it. No, we're not going there. We're all not right, talking fine. about it. I'm a little older, so I can give you a little history. Well, or, so, all right. What's the? We're not going to go into you know. And, and I haven't pooped in a block where, 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 and sent it anywhere yet. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sixty. So. What's What's the experience like? What do I have to look forward to? It's nothing, dude. It's nothing. No. So they get out that roto snake with a camera on it. So you're going to drink up if you when you do have to do a colonoscopy, make sure that you upgrade to the good prep stuff 
Oh, they it, give you shitty stuff? There are some you have to drink like 164 ounces. And there's some you, have, you can drink 32 ounces and you're done. And upgrade to that. And I'll tell you the system. The simple. simple. You know, you go in, they put you an IV in, they knock you out, you wake up and you have a big ass long fart, which you won't remember, but your wife will. <laughs> and you gotta remember, they fill your whole intestine with air. Oh, yeah. So all that comes out. And it's like, a, I don't know, it's like 800 yards of fart or something like that. <laughs> Sheila recorded mine. <laughs> But I never let her play it anywhere. Yeah, we had deleted the video after I got to hear it. Uh-huh. Uh, Sheila, if you could forward that to yeah. it's the average uh, it at gmail.com. It's the on the cloud. It's Oh, it's alive somewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll get on that. So once you <laughs> yeah. do that, your wife drags you home. Does the doctor do it after they hook up the IV? Does the doctor get out the little wand and go, I'm a snake. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. No. Uh, my doctor never said snake. that. He never said that, dude. <laughs> he puts on his little snake helmet. <laughs> I'm a snake. Yeah. And I will admit, I did say I'm a snake a couple times after the <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. If, if you watched that video and did not say that, you, you did it wrong. <laughs> I saw everybody at work on Friday wearing all their, you know, uh, D-backs garb and whatnot, and I couldn't just... Every time I walked past one, I went, I'm a snake. Because <laughs> <laughs> none of them you knew were D-backs fans, other than the fact we live in Arizona, until that day when they're wearing the D-backs garb that uh, still had the tags on it. Bro, yeah. that's normal. Well, they're going to return it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're returning it. It's, that's normal for Arizona. They still got the receipt in their front pocket. Yeah. That's definitely normal here. Oh, yeah. Because, honestly, I'm not a baseball fan, and I didn't even know the Diamondbacks were in the playoffs until they won Game 7. I mean, I heard they were doing good, but I never even paid attention to yeah. the box scores or anything like that. So I could be a ba- I'm a bandwagon Diamondbacks fan. Listen, I, as, as some, I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks because Arizona, National League, I, I, I'm a National League guy. I'm... I'm not the most diehard baseball fan anymore. I grew up, I was raised Dodger fan my whole life. I've always been a Dodger fan. And if the Diamondbacks were playing the Dodgers in the NLCS, which that's not not a thing, but... What I'm saying is... I did sweep the Dodgers. I didn't fuck it up. I I tuned in late, thankfully. I root for the Dodgers (laughs) until they're out. I almost fucked And now, and then, you know, Diamondbacks are the, they're the... Consolation I'm the same, and I, re- I really think they're going to pull it off. Um, you know, game two was was a beatdown. Um, that Merrill Kelly guy, like, fucking... That guy, can, that guy can pitch, apparently. Yeah, turns out. We've got some good pitching staff. But uh, don't sleep on the on the Rangers either. You know, We're in their third pitcher. They're going to they're gonna come to Phoenix tomorrow, and they're going to be pissed off. And that they gave one away at home. Oh yeah, but they didn't give one away. They Diamondbacks earned that shit. Dude. No, yeah, it wasn't like they coughed up the ball. But what I'm saying is, like it was, it was a beatdown, and and they don't take too kindly in them parts. The beatdown in Dallas, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Average, would you like to uh, offer a few words? We got Mrs. Average raiding the cooler here. So. She is taking a white glove. No, you, oh shit, that's gonna be bad audio. There we go. Not even a hello, goodbye? Hello, goodbye. 
There she is. There it was it. Prom queen. Uh, you all are welcome. Yeah. So, shit. Well, so you're saying the colonoscopy is not so bad, dude? No. I do like to fart. You know what's <laughs> worst? And you know, I'm gonna tell you a little about about myself. I mean, uh, probably don't. Why don't you open up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not ashamed of it. Yeah. it, it it's, it's not. I'm not the first person it's ever happened to. Okay. But anyways, back in the day. Oh, did you get like? Finish? No. Oh. <laughs> it, it sucked. I mean, I didn't even know it happened until it happened. Apparently, milking the prostate that was, that works was, for me. That was like me on prom night. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know I was done. Until, uh, so yeah. you know about, you know, you yeah. should hydrate and stuff. Well, I used to fish competitively, tournament fishing for... Uh, Walleye? No, Sam- largemouth bass. And I'd go around, oh, okay. and me and my buddy, we'd take my boat and go to different lakes. So I went to Bartlett Lake one time. And it was super hot. I didn't drink enough water. Got dehydrated. Came home. Had to use the bathroom. Well, you got to squeeze it like toothpaste. Oh well, no. It ended up tearing. That's too much. Yeah. Pressure. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I, I think about. So you never sure. hear of a fisser? Yeah. Yeah. That's right where they could do the colonoscopy, but it's a muscle, and I tore that by being dehydrated. And the surgery to repair that, because it like had to be done right away. Like it was an emergency surgery. Showed it to the doctor. He's like, "Oh, we're getting you in this afternoon." Ah, oh, shit. I'm like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah. We, you know, if you don't, if this, if this continues, it won't be fixable." Hmm. So anyway, went for emergency surgery, but the recovery was way worse than any colonoscopy you'll ever do. Huh. What do we got? We got treats. Well, for them. Oh. Right, because they can eat, you know, carbs. Oh, it's not on the plan. No, they smell delicious. She's strong enough. It's fine. I mean, I feel bad. She straight up. She straight up went to Angie's Lobster today and (laughs) and brought me home some breaded fucking shit. And was (laughs) like, "Here we go." And I'm like, "Sweet, uh, I can't eat this." I I got you. Like, oops. I this is cheating. What I, got. I got you all these deep fried lobster. Oh, you can't have those. That's a sh- that's a yeah. shot. <laughs> Here's these lobster bites encrusted in this. Yeah. Nice it batter. was, and I really appreciate it. Because it didn't these are warm. Sandwich. It was like yeah. separate. Yeah. So I, no, it looked amazing. It smells. Uh, smells great. Lobster sandwich. Oh wait, you can't have a bread. That's a shame. <laughs> How often do you get like freshly baked warm cookies? Welcome to the average minute, bro. We have them every every it. episode. We just don't do it on air. I've never heard anybody eating a cookie. <laughs> I mean, how does this not get a mention? Uh, uh, so what you want to do is contact Mrs. Average for all your, uh, you know, Mrs. Cakes. Average cookies. Sure, you don't need another uh, cocktail. We can have Mrs. We, we can have Mrs. Average uh, fix that up for I'm you. I'm good, bro. I got a buzz off the one you made. Hmm. There's like four shots in there. So you want to give a shout out to the uh, what's it called bar bar. <laughs> Barista? Barista. Is that a barista? Keurig uh, for cocktails. Yeah, it's basically the... The Keurig for alcohol. Is, yeah, yeah, it's pretty legit. The painkiller? Took two seconds, right? You just put the pot in, hit the button, boom. Got Four yourself a cocktail. Review. All right. 100%. We're back in. Yeah, you should probably get some uh, sponsorship money for that. Yeah, I'm still waiting on the big check from uh, gmpartcenter.net. Uh... He said it was in the mail. Yeah, it'll be here Monday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, order your parts on gmpartcenter.net. They'll be there before my check. Yeah. yeah. 
Why well, ordered parts from there? From GMPartsCenter.net. How yep. was your experience? It was great. I put the alternator in my truck myself. It didn't fix the problem. Hmm. Perfect. Yeah. What was the? Uh, did what did it end up being? Have you fixed it? I still it? haven't figured it out. The oh. truck you're driving. Yeah, it's got that. Uh, there's a little window that comes up says service, service charging, charging system. system. Yep. Soon, truck may stall. Well, I replaced the alternator. I, I ordered it with both alternators. Come to find out, I don't really need that second alternator unless I'm an ambulance. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's not that because I had Matt's friend, it, it, the mechanic, it helps, it isolated. Helps if you pull a fifth wheel, by the way. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah. Oh. That's why my fifth wheel pulls so good. Uh, it's actually charging your fifth wheel. Oh, is that what <laughs> it's doing? Yeah. Okay. That's why my battery's full yeah. when I get yeah. there. Okay, yeah, that's great. Much. Yeah. Anyway, I reflect. I had Mike's or Matt's buddy, the mechanic. I drove to his house and let's he, call him Steve. Okay, because I didn't remember his name. <laughs> oh, yeah, I figured you didn't. Okay, I appreciate you. Uh, he's the uh, shop foreman and probably one of the best techs. He's the only tech I know that actually, in this day and age, can troubleshoot something. Huh? Most techs are the the computer told me to change this, so I changed that. Right. He didn't try. He's not that guy. Elimination. Yeah, he's more of the, yeah, that's fucked up. Let's fix it with this. Well, he and, did that with my truck. He didn't yeah. charge me. You know, he just, yeah. I gave him some ant spray because I seen ants in his driveway. I'm like, here, well, this is a good trade. Yeah, and, just, and he wouldn't have. He didn't want to yeah, charge me. Anything. He didn't want Because all he did good, was disconnect a couple of cables. And, he's a good guy, and we'll never tell you his last name because uh, you all take advantage of him and ruin my, my good time. So, having, so that, anyway, having that guy help is. Uh, Good help. Replaced both batteries, alternator, all brand new, and the thing came up. So, yeah, I don't blame it on the alternator. Hmm. It's something, it, who knows what it is. Probably the ECU. It's, it's, it's probably going to be fine. Uh, what's the odds on this one going in? Oh. Um, here we go. No. <laughs> About like my golf game. That's pretty much like your second shot all day. <laughs> I laid up. I laid up on that one. Uh, so for all you out there in podcast land, I've been pitching beer cans at my recycle bin and missing. Right. You know, Being over, I'm over non- four. I don't know. It's fine. I don't know if at the trash can really works. It's in the general vicinity, just kind maybe. of around. You see that little slot uh, in between the wall and the other garbage yeah. can? Yeah, it's that's fine. where everyone. You know gone. what? I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, we're not going to get ants or anything because you know why? Uh, I've called SNS Pest Control <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah. there's all kind of chemicals. Uh, that are totally safe for your kids and your dogs, by the way. Uh, Minus the cricket, they just went over your wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, they that, come from your neighbor. Them oh, fuckers are resilient. <laughs> yeah. It actually came from the yard with the chickens. Yeah, because they're running away from the chickens. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I'm I'm far west of the 101. Uh, S&S Pest Control comes out. Uh, He's you know, rapidly making it a south of the 101 situation with the chicken coop in the back, but... Yeah, well, pretty soon my is going to be the 303. If you're west of the 303, I'll take you on. Otherwise, no go. Things are looking up. Yeah, Bidenomics has worked out great it's, for uh, SNS uh, Pest looking Control. Looking bright for future for SNS. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I wanted to touch on that because if you own, if you work for a school or superintendent, <laughs> I, no, I, I am more willing to travel. Yeah. yeah. He is willing to work with municipalities. If you're, uh, you know, if you're the procurement officer for the Waddell School District, uh, you know, what you want to do is call Edison yeah. Pest Control and uh, 
at least uh, shoot him a quick uh, bid offer, uh, and he will be happy to fill that out. Or just send, send me you. your current uh, program. Statute of limitations of has he has expired. He can be on school grounds now. So <laughs> he got rid of that guy. That yeah, was, that yeah was a I pimp. fired him. Yeah, he fired that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little handsy, to tell you the truth. <laughs> right. Dude, these fucking cookies are good. He's probably the one who killed the dog. Yeah, that checks out. I've never killed a dog. We've discussed this. <laughs> you know, not like... I think that was episode fucking eight or something. Yeah, it was way back. I like to do callbacks for people who are never going to listen again. Not, you know, not same day. <laughs> not date of service. But all of a sudden, you know, yeah. dogs have like these fleshy tumors all over the place. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not my preference. It's, it's, it's probably fine. <laughs> no, but if you have termites, those are like one-time services. I don't mind going around the valley for those. Well, I, it's not like I'm going. On, well, it's not like I'm going every month, you know, and having to schedule it in around a bunch of stuff that's already. I mean, he's got golf. Property. He's got match play. Exactly. <laughs> Barn doors to build. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. And, uh, floating shelves. And floating shelves. Yeah. We got to take some measurements. Mrs. Average wants a uh, SNS uh, custom woodworking situation. I will say, based on that's that. rustic but classy. Oh, okay. That's what? The, that's the name of my rustic. Door. What? Rustic but classy. Rustic but classy. I thought you said rustic Mick classy. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Uh, I can vouch for that as far as uh, he does good work as uh, you know barn doors and etc. Typically, anytime you go over to SNS Pest Control Worldwide Headquarters, uh, he's usually in his garage working on a barn door, and you get to help him flip it. I don't know <laughs> how he, been I don't know how he times it to where like his friends show up and oh, <laughs> perfect timing, help me flip this door. It's like what? what? You didn't even know I was going to be here. <laughs> well, it's a lot better than straining my back to lift yeah. it up, to stand it up, to flip it, to lay it down. Yeah, I sometimes incorporate the other S and S and S to help me flip them too. The big S. The big S. Yeah, the big S. No, I actually had an opportunity. This guy in my neighborhood wanted a barn door, but he wanted like a five-foot by eight-foot glass panel in the middle of it, and then the door built around it, and he's going to enclose this little compart or side area in his dining room and make it a wine cellar. So I called around for Ooh, prices for glass. Humidor. Yeah. But I called around for glass. That size glass, like $3,300. Did he want blown glass? No, tempered glass. Oh. It had to be tempered because, you know, it's inside a structure, it's free stand, free, free hanging. So I called this guy, asking him how much the glass was. He goes, oh, what are you going to use this for? And I told him. He goes, oh, we build these. I'm like, oh, you do? Because I didn't even want to fuck with it. At the price of the glass, one little mistake and mm -hmm. I can't charge enough to cover the cost of having to buy another piece of glass at $3,300. That's how much a piece of five foot by seven foot piece of tempered glass is right now. Hmm. $3,300. So anyway, I turned that So what that you want to do is reach out to S&S Glass Incorporated, <laughs> LLC. Uh, yeah. I did one with glass in it already, but it was sectioned off into six panels, so I was able to build the frame, slide the glass in, secure it. Actually, I built the frame completely, and then I put little cleats on the one side, put the glass in, and put the other cleat in. Riveting. 
Yeah. It is riveting. I'm, I'm, you know. You're riveted. It's yeah. not golf talk, but it pays for golf. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen your work. It's uh, outstanding, and I keep thinking of how the hell I could put a barn door between my master bedroom into my bathroom, and then I realize, why would I live alone? Yeah, it's usually when you piss off your wife because you yeah. get up too early to, and turn yeah. the light on. It works out well for those couples. They usually <laughs> it keeps marriages together. Yeah, <laughs> but when I bill them out, I bill them out as pest prevention. Oh. You know, keeping flying insects out of the bathroom. Yep, that's all it takes. That checks out. It's biodynamics. <laughs> <laughs> um, who did we forget? Uh, we got to throw in a... Uh, oh, uh, we, we got our uh, Sexy Ocho uh, apparel. We did. We oh, got I got our, my shirt today and I opened it up. Thank you very much. Got our world shirts. Very nice. We're ready. It's really going to look good on the bigger guys. The uh, big West Valley. Y'all are welcome. The whole thing will be stretched out. Well, it turns out it's designed by bigger guys for bigger guys. Because that's who uh, we are. That checks out too, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, who yeah. we care about. Yeah. Turns out if you, if you let a couple fatties design the shirt, you're going to... End up with a shirt for fatties. Right. I like it. I like it. I, did you bring my hat? Uh, no, but I was halfway here before I forgot. Realized I forgot. I knew you would forget. Yeah. Because you go, I'm not going to forget. I'll bring it to the podcast. Yeah. I go, oh yeah, he's definitely forgetting now. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, but we had uh, from an MGA uh, news standpoint, I guess, is where uh, Sexy Ocho Apparel is from. Uh, you got your world shirts are in, which are a beautiful color. There are matching hats for that shirt. Uh, we are wearing our cacti shirt that uh, we dominated uh, Las Vegas and uh, Parker at the Battle of the Bridge in last year. Those are going to be gray hats that are the branded bill hats. That you're going to make sure you want to have those for worlds also. And then as far as uh, the yada, yada, yada worlds, uh, we're probably going to wait for the field to be announced and just kind of do a rundown. And uh, Average is going to do every person's odds in Vegas uh, for winning and who he's putting money on. They're all they're Complete all breakdown. They're all long odds, by the yeah. way. Yeah, no, number by number. Uh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna rehash everything. He'll have to yeah. Notes. It's going to be a lot of stats. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, yeah. we're well, be, I'm not playing. I have never played a Royal. A Royal. A Royal. It's like it's like Cordobella. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Flatter. Meh. Some raised yeah. greens. I put a uh, cross between like Founders and uh, Cordobella. That, that's oh, so it's got desert. Yeah, but it's that's unplayable. But it's got some uh, you know side by side type holes. Room uh, right or room yeah left, room or room either side. Uh, fairway. It's much wide. more playable than Revere. Yeah, for sure. Mistakes can be made, and you can recover. Where Revere. Revere, you got to be straight. When you make a mistake, you're you yeah. made a mistake, and yeah, eat it. Revere's for sure. Uh, if you're not straight off the tee, spraying the ball, it's gonna be a long day. It's pretty simple. You yep. stay off the tee at Revere, you can play, you can score. Well, speaking of scoring, um, I'm gonna go try to have my way with the uh, lady that made those cookies. So that's a, that's a good plan for you. Well, it is uh, by it, the looks you got. Good luck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm married 31 years. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. those looks. It's an uphill battle. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm up. I'm up for a challenge. Good so, luck. Um, what's the name of the episode? Uh, Stafford sucks. I don't know. 
get uh, out of my way, Stafford. I'll, um, don't stand there. <laughs> you, you ever had an 8,000-yard fart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, hey, uh, hey, we're, we're back. Uh, we don't have that. Is, I don't know about 8,000 yards, but I know it's like yeah. 80 yards of intestine or something like that. What is it? How do you I don't know. know fuck, How dude? do you not know? You I, know everything else. I think it's a par 5 fart. All right. Well, yeah. It's definitely a long par 4. All right. Uh, uh, sign off, and uh, you'll, y'all will find out what the name of the episode is when you click on it. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll, I'll come up with it. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Uh, for SNS Pest Control, uh, Moon Moon Lion. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, Average Johnson. Uh, we'll see you in the rough.